of our favorite times of the week. We and, love it. And, and, and fortunately, the world keeps offering up these great things to talk about. We got uh, world leaders of every different place on the mental spectrum uh, making appearances yep. uh, last night. And uh, plenty of things to talk about. And so it's never a dull moment. Never, never a, dull a dull moment. Mo- what was the deal with Glenn Beck? Do you remember? He used to talk about like, you know... Yep. S- Wait, was in, in in nineties? He said he said he said they would work for for a couple of hours in production meetings to come up with ten to twelve things that were like worthy of talking about and now he says they come into the production meeting and there's between 90 and 100 and they got to try and narrow it down because there's things that would have been the biggest deal ever are just thrown to to the side you know and and then what makes it even more interesting for this segment we do is we bring on a guest that has uh, years of experience at 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 doing real journalism work at, Mm -hmm. at at getting comments FOIA requests at, at at submitting documents at, at research in mm-hmm. private before they run their mouth in public. Yep, which is completely weird for <laughs> news media today, uh, where most of them don't think, and they're jealous of someone like a Tucker Carlson that can actually come up with their own questions and talk. And that's what our, what, what this guest does. Um, former Fox News producer, Newsmax, Major League Baseball, and the current host of her very own show, the one, the only Brianna Morello. Another great introduction. Hello, David and Stacey. Always a pleasure to be with you. Welcome, Brianna. Have you seen that over the years where just the amount of news that's coming out that's newsworthy that needs to be covered versus what it was even, you know, six years ago, five years ago? Yeah, you know, it's so crazy. So on election night back in 2020, I was super upset when I saw that they were trying to steal the election and it was going to go to Biden, unfortunately. And um, somebody pulled me in in one of the stations I was working at. It was like, this is good for us. And I'm like, what? What do you mean this is good for us? Uh. This is good for us because now, like, when you're in the opposition, it's always a good thing. Like, mm. and, and that's what you see. So you saw CNN, MSNBC, their ratings have like completely plummeted yep. since you know Joe uh, since Joe Biden took over and Trump left the White House. And so ultimately, people kind of cheerlead for that. But it's been crazy. I mean, literally, uh, you would have to do digging and to find yeah. a story that was interesting to talk about and. It all just kind of falls into your lap. I mean, yesterday, last night is a great example, too. The news cycle just kept changing, whether it was Tucker, Joe Biden. It was just kept flipping so quickly. And so mm-hmm. that's the world we live in. They, yep. know how to, they know how to master that, and that's the key here. And I think more and more, you know, we're 269 days from the 2024 election. So, you know, I mean, just the craziness of an election year itself. But, you mm-hmm. know, every week we go through your tweets, and it is really hard to narrow them down because you have so much information. And we love the way that you always approach it. You approach it from a, a different direction than most people do with this this sarcasm that everybody's like, gosh, I wish I would have thought of saying and that. And clever and smart yeah. and factual yeah. and well-researched. It's like, oh. There's nobody, there's nobody, nobody like it. And in, in a world where it's, it's sad though, even it's talk about opposition. There's lots to talk about. When you look at the kinds of memes that are out there and there's pictures of Joe Biden, they're like a crazy look on his face. And it's like, Hey, who crapped in my pants? Right. You know, kind of a thing. And, and it's funny because it's like, well, that's the kind of stuff he does. And then he doesn't remember what happened five minutes mm-hmm. ago. So, so it's, it, it, it's, I guess you, you laugh and you got to talk about what's going on, but you also got to get beyond the meme yeah, yeah. To, to some depth. Mm-hmm. And you kind of cover that whole spectrum of there's real news and there's just, you got to laugh sometimes so you don't mm-hmm. go crazy. And you, you balance all that out really well. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's not easy, but um, you got to have some laughs too when you're doing mm-hmm. all this because it's, it's honestly, it's a really sad 
you know, time for our country. And so anytime you can poke a little fun and, and put a little humor in it, it's a good thing, but it also gets people engaged. And I think that's important too. Yeah, it there is. are a lot of people so engaged. Flyover family, if you're not yet following Brianna, make sure you go to briannamarillo.com. Make sure you're following her on X. I think, I mean, de- you'll definitely have better conversations at the water cooler, yeah. at your dinner table, you know, at in the church, you know you know, why you're in conversations there because she's giving you different perspectives and you're probably going to be able to see other places. And it's always really current. I mean, you are right on the news. We've, we've talked about so many times on so, your so show. So current, a lot of times it's, it's two weeks ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, on your <laughs> show, the Brianna Murillo show, you can follow her there as well. You can find her Rumble channel and all of that. Um, your shows will come out and then, you know, if it ever is going to come out in the mainstream media, it might be a week, a week later, you know, after you've already broke the, the news. So I, I love it. I think you're doing such a great job. All right. So we, we all we kind of go to your, your first week. We all kind of know that there's they do something to Joe Biden to prop him up. And I always joke that it's like, you know, part like B12 and, and formaldehyde drip shots or something, <laughs> you know, to, to get him out there to do his thing. But, um, you know, I, I miss having a president that that didn't have to get drugged up in order to make his 745 p.m. press conference. They clearly sent him out last night unmedicated. Oh, no doubt about um, it. Uh, talk about that just a moment, because that was one of the biggest things in the uh, uh, the, the news cycle was. The liberal media mostly lined up. It was, it was, you almost felt bad for him. He was just like. And I think that's why that next tweet, we'll just pull it up here too, because I couldn't get rid of it because it's so true. But someone doesn't want Joe Biden running for re-election. That's why they plopped him in front of the camera tonight. I mean, I think that's very apparent. It'd almost be like taking one of your friends that's like had too many margaritas and then calling in a camera crew and, hey, interview him now. And he's like, I'll tell you what I think about this, you know. Um, Yeah. It'd be set up for failure. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's really sad to watch. Uh, you you have this guy who I, I don't like him. I never have, but you wa- you've watched his mental decline for quite some time, and it's mm-hmm. it's pretty much at the final stages now. And un- for- unfortunately, the White House isn't really doing much to intervene to help him. His own family really doesn't care, and that's the saddest part in all of this, right? If his wife was actually somebody who truly did care for him, she wouldn't be allowing him to go out there. She would allow him to go and get mental health services mm-hmm. and and you know, be in a home where people could actually right. take care of him because ultimately yep. this, he should not be in this role as president because he's just not there. Mm-hmm. And I think last night it was put on full display. Special prosecutor literally put in writing that they weren't going to charge him the classified documents case because he's senile. And we all know this obviously, but it, it's interesting because number one, if you're senile, why the heck are you president of the United States? That's usually a disqualifier right off the bat. But we've all seen this coming. The corporate media covered for him. But it seems like now, number one, it's kind of amped up a little bit. And number two, they're overprotecting him. So that means that they know that his polling numbers are garbage. The economy's not doing well. And so they have to push forward another candidate. So they're doing it by allowing him to become a national embarrassment, to get in front of the camera, to look like there's something wrong with him. He can't even keep his eyes open. The guy's squinting all the time. He looks deranged. He's yelling at people like he's got, you know, sadly, some some type of disease where he's losing his memory. I mean, he's literally screaming at them. And he looks – his face is gone. You can tell in his face, too. He's had multiple plastic surgeries, guys. Like, this isn't somebody who – this is just a natural aging process. He's aged rapidly. But if you mm-hmm. look at his face mm-hmm. – his face has changed because they've tried their best to pull back his skin so he doesn't look as old as he is. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just not going well for him. So I don't think they want him to run for re-election. I think that's pretty clear based on just nobody likes him. And he just looks like an old, deranged man sitting there and yelling at everyone up on the podium. 
And it seems like they're all agreeing with them. Colton, if you go to the last tweet there, it says the Department of of Injustice sent a 69-year-old grandmother with breast cancer to prison for entering the Capitol on January the 6th. But the president of the United States is too senile to face criminal charges for taking classified documents home and storing them behind his cars. I mean, when they're not when they're saying that he cannot do that, but he can still be president of the United States. It puts out there real clear where everybody's like, okay, he's not competent enough to, uh, stay in trial, but he's competent yeah. enough to have the nuclear codes and be the commander in chief. It's, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. And, and I'll be honest with you, you know, as, as a man, I kind of, I kind of judge other men based on their garages a little bit. Mine will drift a little bit, but, <laughs> um, you know, when we're walking, say, I like to walk a lot, you go by the neighborhood sometimes people's garages are up and I, it's kind of silent. You know, I kind of walk and if I, if another man, like his tools are all out and everything's just organized, I'm kind of like, oh my God. You get some envy. Yeah. Or, no, or if they're not it organized. Is judging, I look down but on them. But if they are organized, if it's organized, I'm like, wow. They're like, good okay, on you. wow. Good on you. That's a nice garage, my man. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I tell you what, this is in disarray. But but everybody saw the pictures of of uh, the FBI came in and they took President Trump's stuff and they scattered it on the floor to organize mm-hmm. it. But they had to go through a series. It's a gated community. It's a protected home inside of a locked room that the FBI and and them he had worked with security agencies to, to lock him and that's where President Trump was storing documents these are like that's not even an insulated garage door like I, I'm I'm just a redneck in Missouri and my garage doors are more secure than that that's not even that's not even a, a level one garage mm-hmm. door um and it's thrown in there with like a, a treadmill and some floral decorations from what they would have had on the table earlier. A ladder, a so, shovel. S- some stuff that's a broken light that doesn't work. Um, a, a, the base of a dog kennel. Um, and, and then there's uh, secure documents with his notes that has the names of undercover agents and security teams and has all kinds of, 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 of details written in there. So this is a really interesting thing that at the same time they go after Trump for something and they're like, mm-hmm. well, we're going to continue going after Trump and we're going to subpoena him and we're going to indict him. But Joe Biden's not sharp enough to go through that process. So we're not going to, because they know that we won't get a conviction because no jury would, would, would come after him because he's not sharp enough to stay in trial. Am I, am I, am I stretching this too far? No, I mean, that's exactly what you're seeing here. So ultimately they just think that he's not competent to stand trial. So he's not competent to be president of the United States. And that should be the key point in all of this. But also, he did not have the authority to bring those documents home. So those are classified documents. Only the president of the United States has the authority to unclassify something and not Joe Biden when he was VP. Yeah, so he shouldn't be doing that in the first place. You have to wonder, too, he had a, he had a son who has a drug addiction. You have to wonder, did he intentionally do it? So if Hunter got caught, then he could say, oh, he just he stumbled upon it in my garage. Whoopsie doo. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a really scary time. It's the reason why a lot of countries just uh, an intel community just don't they don't uh, trust us anymore. Because mm-hmm. when you have somebody who shouldn't even have their hands on it, which is the vice president of the United States, and they're storing it in their garage, that tells the rest of the world that we're not a serious country, that if you give us intel or you tell us secrets and and who your secret agents are or anything, that there's a risk that it might become public information. And so ultimately, yeah, he should be actually charged because he did this when he was, uh, when he did have a little bit of sanity, I guess I should say. 
Mm-hmm. But then they went after President Donald Trump. And the picture you cited of the bathroom, too, they used his bathroom, President Trump's bathroom, to place all these boxes. But the boxes weren't originally in there until the FBI took them yeah. out and placed mm-hmm. them in there. And then they spread all the th- the documents around. Again, that was the FBI, not the president. The president actually had Secret Service come in and look it over and then give him tips on how to secure it even more. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, they all knew what President Donald Trump was doing. They knew he took documents home. That's not unheard of by any administration. As you saw, even, which was strange, VP uh, Mike Pence said that he also took stuff home, but he wasn't charged. So it's clear that this is something that's a common practice, but the only person who actually gets charged in it is President Donald Trump. And so, yeah, there's that that photo there. That's He he stated that that was not how it was. That's not where Mm -hmm. they were being stored. And so, mm-hmm. you know, CNN loves that they plop that picture all over the place as if the guy's like reading this as toilet paper uh, entertainment. Like it's disgusting, mm-hmm. yeah. right? But it is still gold, not. gold-plated faucets in a in a really well-cleaned <laughs> deal compared to the disarray. That, and they're in boxes that actually have lids um, that are not falling yeah. apart. I mean, look at that. Yeah. The, the, it's in complete disarray. That looks like Joe Biden's mind. Yeah, uh, compared oh, compared point. to how Trump lives his life, Trump lives a clean life. The guy doesn't drink. His kids don't drink. They're like on purpose. Mm-hmm. They're on time. His son runs. Uh, uh, I mean, the the Trump empire. Mm-hmm. Eric Trump is literally the sharpest person I have ever mm-hmm. met, and and yeah. humble. Yep. And and Biden's son is is a crackhead. What you know, it, it's like everything in their life could not possibly. Mm-hmm be more different. So what do you think, Brianna? Do you think that, um, obviously you kind of said it in some of your tweets, they're kind of throwing him out there. You know, do you think they're like, okay, he's not going to make it. So do you think Kamala Harris, they're going to try to move her up? Uh, do you think that they're going to try to put somebody else to run? Uh, what's your thought on that? Yeah, well, I think the jig is up on Kamala Harris. Everyone now knows she's a moron, and she's only elevated career-wise based on, you know, who she slept with. So unfortunately mm-hmm. for her, I think that that boat has sailed. To me, it looks like the only person you really run is Michelle Obama because she's the only likable person because the media hasn't beaten her down yet. Mm -hmm. And so ultimately, if you're going to look to slide somebody in last minute who really doesn't have a record, it's going to be her. She has a really, really positive uh, appearance to many in this country. I am not a fan, obviously, but uh, if you're the Democratic Party right now, you're you're going to be fearful. You're going to be very yeah. fearful mm-hmm. of what's coming. And I also want to drive home the point that there's like this whole new motivation now based on the immunity ruling that came out earlier this week against President Donald Trump. So the appeals court in D.C. ultimately said that the president of the United States is not immune to prosecution after he leaves the White House. And so what that means is everyone in that Biden administration now, that ruling sticks, that decision sticks, that means all of them potentially, if they are not reelected, are up to be prosecuted just like the way they were treating President Donald Trump. And so there's a new motivation to steal the next election because they do not want to be on the other end of this. And they're Mm -hmm. going to be super fearful of it. So ultimately, they're either going to flip it with another candidate or if they keep Joe Biden in place, you bet Mm -hmm. he's going to have to steal that election to win it because that's the only option they have now. And they don't want to go to prison. No kidding. That's a great point. So you come back to Mark Cuban, man. He's he's, he's making a shift in Shark Tank. He, He liquidated his control of the Mavericks. Um, and then if they could come out like, hey, we have our own, you know, billionaire, billionaire. that mm-hmm. understands business and, you'll, you know, still pro-abortion and everything else that you like. And pro, on the, on the uh, Democratic Party. On the Democratic mm-hmm. ticket. I mean, that kind of gives them their, hey, we got one, too. And it gains ground. I just mm-hmm. don't see Michelle gaining anything. People that are going to vote yeah. for Biden will vote for Michelle. People that hate Biden are going to hate mm-hmm. Michelle. I don't know that maybe it helps them some in the African-American vote, but they've, you know, I don't. I, I think yeah. they've kind of lost them at this point. 
I think they, they, they yeah. need to come up with something mm-hmm. like, whoa, I didn't see that coming. Mm-hmm. That all of a sudden shifts the moderates, shifts even Republicans. Like, oh, I like it gets because, you know, Cubans tie in with the NBA mm-hmm. might help them, you know, in China? their China. Yeah, with China. Jeez. Yeah, with yeah. their China relations. All right. All right let's yeah. talk, uh, talking about international, let's talk a little bit about Putin and uh, Tucker. So, how would you rate Tucker's interview with Vladimir Putin, one through 10, uh, US? That Did you get some, what were people saying? Did you get some people responding? Everyone really loved it. Yeah, if you go down the comments, there was there was a lot of 10 ratings, 9 ratings there. For me personally, I didn't learn anything, so I was a little disappointed, right? Like, I wanted to know about the labs in Ukraine, uh, and I don't think Tucker asked that question at all. That would no. be a great question to ask. It was very – it felt – I mean, Putin was kind of started off with a little aggressive by saying, is, or, you know, is this an interview? Like, what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that's just the way to kind of – he keeps his, his people on edge a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh I wasn't a big fan of it. I, it's no shade of Tucker. I think I felt a little safe and I didn't learn anything really from it besides the fact that Putin wanted to potentially wanted to join NATO and because of Bill Clinton, uh, mm-hmm. that didn't happen. So I thought that was quite kind of interesting. Again, it's the Clintons. They want an evil uh, opponent. And so they they vilify uh, Russia all the time. We see it all the mm-hmm. time. So I thought that was interesting. But otherwise, I really didn't learn anything else from the interview. So uh, it was a little discouraging. Uh, the thing that, like, I like, we obviously knew that the elected officials are not really in charge. On a couple of occasions, where the elected official was like, you know, like Clinton, um, you know, would be like, okay, yeah, we can look at making that happen. And then, you know, coming, it's like, who's really in charge? You know, mm-hmm. that's really the question. And that was know? brought up several times. Like, you, you would have a U.S. president sitting down with Putin and agree to something, then come back and it's basically, oh, I checked with mommy and she said no. Yeah, like, who's the mommy? You know, behind yeah. the uh, making I, I, those decisions. I'd like to come over for a sleepover. Oh, mom said no. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's that level of authority that U.S. presidents have because their handlers are in charge. And that's why I think they're so opposed to Donald Trump, because mm-hmm. uh, he is speaking for himself. I don't think he has that 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 apparatus behind him in the same way. Obviously, there's mm-hmm. still a swamp in a deep state there. It was interesting for him calling out, though, you know, when you when he spends the first 30 minutes and goes through every detail of almost 900 years of history yeah, uh, in with, with the religious implications, political implications, geographical implications. And then at the same night, you got Joe Biden up in front and he's like, well, I got this, these rosary beads. Uh, uh, I don't yeah, know. We're a weak it was, country. It was yeah. very, it, yeah. was, it was very Start sad difference. for mm-hmm. me. I would say often, you know, um, most politicians couldn't do your job. And I mean, our audience, like whoever mm-hmm. you are, whatever you do for a living, forget Joe Biden. I mean, your senator, congressman, most of them are not doers. They, they're not creators. They get Putin sharp. Mm-hmm. And people say you like him, don't like him. He's competent, you know, and, mm-hmm. and the way that we get our elected officials by Republicans going to chicken dinners and, well, I'll tell you, we'll vote for, we'll get rid of this abortion. And uh, like the way that we get them is the equivalent of having the NFL. But the only way you can get an NFL coach is they have to, they've spent 12 years in the ballet. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. the, the best ballerinas become the, the <laughs> that makes coaches. No sense. Yeah. It's like what is yeah. they're what? It, why are the leaders the worst among them? You yeah. know, like that. That's that's what our country is. It's an NFL team with a head coach that got there because they were really good at ballet. There, there's no connection well, between wasn't what the even players elected, do. So everybody already knows that. But forget Biden. All the way down yeah. through. All the way down through. Yeah. You want to talk Corning from Texas? You want to talk about? I don't care. All of them. And so when you look at like. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine a top journalist from Russia coming and sitting down for two hours with Biden? Well, it wouldn't have happened, first of all. He can't even do a press conference. They wouldn't allow it. 
And so, no, so it's yeah. just, it's a, it's a, it, it, for me, it was just, it was all the cards were on the table and they all got flipped over for the world to see. And we were exposed. Putin comes on. He says, you know, when Biden came into office, 45% of all of our trade was done in us dollars. And now it's 13%. It's mm-hmm. like, wow. That's scary. Well, anybody that is not moving uh, out of the us dollar and into silver and into something stable, because our stock market's vulnerable, our dollars vulnerable. And then we just okayed another $60 mm-hmm. billion to go to Ukraine that we don't even have. He's like, mm-hmm. you guys have your own problems. You got a border issue. You yeah. have $33 trillion in debt. It seems like America has yeah. some concerns they should be focused on In internally. Fact, let's go to that because you had a tweet about that. You had the new bipartisan invasion bill provides $60 billion so Ukraine can protect their border, $14 billion for Israel, and $20 billion allegedly for our border. Keep in mind, lots of that money will not go towards our border security. It will likely go towards fueling this invasion, not stopping it. So obviously the bill didn't go through, but there was a bill that went through. And I think people need to be aware of that. Um, let's talk a little bit about that and what happened with this bill. It seems like they had that worked out from the jump. Yeah. Yeah. So H.R. 2 passed in the House, and that's one of the bills that did pass regarding immigration. Uh, and, and ultimately, it was just a bill that was going to defund the NGOs, which are ultimately, if you talk to people at the border, they say the NGOs are our biggest problems. And I always tell people they these are groups, these are non-government groups uh, that pretend to be associated with the church. They pretend to be Christian and Catholic organizations, but they're really not. Uh, they are liberals who are just disguising themselves as religious organizations mm-hmm. that are helping migrants break into our country and to teaching them, literally teaching them how to get into the United States and what to say and, and what to do to try to trick our immigration system. So they are not religious groups. And I always remind people of that. But ultimately, when you talk to people, they say that those are the groups that you have to defund because right now our federal taxpayer dollars are going to that. The UN is also funding them. And then they're getting a lot of fundraising things from other. And actually, Border Hawk actually sent me uh, a little flyer that they got that a church in Long Island is actually helping migrants as well, illegal migrants as well. And they're asking for donations so they could bring them in too. So it's a huge issue. The number one issue, though, is to defund the NGO groups. And that's what HR2 was supposed to do. And so the Senate didn't want to take it up on a vote, but then they created their own bill, which was honestly a railroad job from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And it's meant to create this illusion like Joe Biden and the Democrats are looking to create some form of border security. And this is why it was just so tragic to see Republicans pretend like this was a legitimate piece of legislation that they were working on. Ultimately, there are books, and we had John Zadrozny on my show to talk about what laws we currently have on the books that have passed that you could apply to create security, and he went through them all. And ultimately, those are the ones that you could use to to control the border. And we know it because we saw President Donald Trump do it when he was in power. And so mm-hmm. when the President of the United States says, I'm trying to fix the issue, but Republicans won't work yeah. with me, and then you have a small group of Republicans who are like, oh, yeah, let's work with them. No, you don't have to work with them. We already have the the laws on the books. They're not enforcing them. They're not incarcerating people. They're not kicking people out. We see it with gangs and with terrorists and all these other people who are getting into our country, and they're refusing to do so. And you, you're just giving them a win in the media world by sitting there and saying that yeah. we're going to work with them and that we support this. So it's all just a PR stunt to trick the American people. It seems like the Democrats yeah. win on everything because uh, – they, they come out with this bill that's ridiculous. And so, mm-hmm. and so they could say, Hey, we tried a nonpartisan bill. The Republicans wouldn't work with us. And so then they just pull the border part out and then they get what they wanted anyway, which was their, you know, Ukraine funding. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so they kind of get, they kind of get everything because they, they can campaign yeah. the next several months. I'm like, Hey, we would have secured the border. The Republicans, you know, voted it down. And then they still kind of get to keep running our debt up with, you know, being unchecked. 
it's it's a good time yeah. to be a Democrat. It is. It is. Well, and then if you commit any crimes, you don't have to worry about there being any accountability. So that's another good perk of being a Dem these days. So true. In your show, you've had some big interviews. You had Owen Schroyer on uh, this week. Um, There's like 150,000 views on your Rumble channel with Owen Schroyer. Yeah, that was a really big interview. That Um, is amazing. We'll put a link to that down below. And then the one you mentioned earlier there um, on the border, we'll put both of those links down below this show. People can find that. Yeah. Well, thank you. And I just want to also mention, too, uh, we filed a lawsuit against uh, against the VA, as we were talking about here. We submitted a FOIA request. The VA was refusing to comply with it. And so now I'm actually suing the VA. So we announced that yesterday on the show. And ultimately, we're looking to get documents, internal communications of J6ers who are also veterans who had their benefits yanked. And so that's the goal of all of this. And so if you go to briannamorello.com right now, we actually just set up a donations page as well. So if you want to keep like funding work like that, where we create government transparency, you could do that by becoming a like monthly contributor to our causes, because we're really pushing and hoping to be able to accomplish this. And so stuff like that's really important to help fund us and to make sure that we can keep doing this because it's really important to go after the government because they don't want transparency and they're going after innocent Americans. We need to push back. Okay, let's make sure people know how to get there. Producer Colton's got that up on the screen, but they go to brennamorello.com. And that's B-R-E-A-N-N-A-M-O-R-E-L-L-O.com. And then scroll down towards the bottom. When you get down there, you can choose the amount. You can either do one time or you could do a monthly. um, And then you can choose the amount. You can put a custom amount in or choose the amount. So I'm going to put this in context. You're a young single girl that left a major network like Fox News. And you're doing this on your own, just like Tucker. And that's why the other media outlets are so mad because like, I got to work for this machine. You're independent, completely doing this on your own. And you're suing the VA because they won't, they won't give you the information that you legally submitted as a FOIA request, but you have to pay attorneys. You got to pay things to get that submitted. So you're incurring the cost to, to hold power accountable. This is pretty unbelievable. You're you're a gangster. Gangster. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, thank you. Well, the thing about it too is, and, and when we win, because we will win, because we're legally, op- they're legally obligated to comply with our request. It's nothing that's like unheard of. They just don't want to do it. So now that we've taken the court, I will in, you know, once they rule in our favor, which will happen, ask for them to reimburse me for my legal fees. So likely they will have to do so. The judges usually rule in the plaintiff's favor in those those cases. So they'll have to reimburse me for it. But it's the hours of research. It's the, Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to start hiring researchers to go through stuff for me. And even, so when they do comply with these FOIA requests, after you take them through a legal court battle, likely what's going to happen is they're going to dump thousands of pages on me. And so I'm going to need help with people and bringing people on board to kind of go through it all and sift through it. So that's another reason why. Why we are looking for donors, but also it's not going to stop at the VA. Next week, we're also going to file another lawsuit against another federal government agency who's also sneaking, being very sneaky, sneaky. And uh, they're going after J6ers, they're going after journalists. And so they've ignored my FOIA request as well. So we're just going to keep suing them. And and I don't really, I mean, the goal is to sue all all federal agencies at this point because they they fear the independent journalists who are going out there and asking them yeah. these questions. And they just think that we don't have the funding or the legal help to go after them and to get these documents. And so yeah. my goal is just to sue them until they, until they comply. Well, it's why and Fox News is busy with Jesse Waters, and this is my world, and look at my hair. And I had I had a tarot <laughs> card reading witch yeah. on my show. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's it's like you're actually doing the real deal. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the funny part is he goes and he cites other reporters who are doing the real deal when he can, when he's allowed to by the corporate, you know, machine that is Fox Corp. Uh, but he's he's just he's a moron. But that's why that's why they you know. 
bumped him up from producer yep. to on air to giving him his own daily talk show um, because he's one of the many who comply. Yeah. So they like he'll, that over there. He'll play along. Put me mm-hmm. on TV. I'll do what you say. I'll, you know, I'll, yeah. I'll tap dance for the man. Mm-hmm. Not you. Nope, not nope. Brianna Marillo. Again, Flyover family, go to <laughs> BriannaMarillo.com, B-R-E-A-N-N-A-M-O-R-E-L-L-O. Make sure you're following her on uh, X as well as on Rumble. And if you have some extra money and you want to donate, this would be a great so cause. She's she's putting it to good use. Yes, she is. Thanks again for your Thank time, you. Brianna. We really appreciate it. <sighs> All right, Flyover family. My name is Avery Whited. I'm the daughter of David and Stacy. I'm just moving in, so I had to get an order for my pillow to get the things that I needed. So, let's look inside. I got some my pillow uh, towels, kitchen towels. I got some of their Giza sheets. Now, I've never actually been able to use them, but I've heard amazing things from my parents about them. And last but not least, something for Charlie. Hey, dog bed. All right, Charlie, let's go put this in the dryer and fluff it up for you. Come on, buddy. Fluffy, perfect for my little guy. Come here, Charlie. All right, if you want to get your own products, go to mypillow.com and use promo code FLYOVER to save up to 66% off. Looks like you've been sleeping well. Megan, he's back. The my pillow guy. And you're looking good. Still feeling good. Well, just when you thought it couldn't get any better, we've got the best pillow ever, my pillow 2.0. When I invented my pillow, it had everything you'd ever want in a pillow. Well, now there's new technology that makes it even better. My pillow 2.0 has my patented fill combined with a cooling fabric with temperature regulating thread. My pillow 2.0 is truly the next generation of my pillow. The best sleep just got even better. Whether you have a MyPillow or not, you need to get the brand new MyPillow 2.0. Call or go to MyPillow.com now. Use your promo code, and for a limited time when you buy one, you'll get a second one absolutely free. You're sleeping even better. And cooler, too. And you're looking good. Feeling good. I knew you would. Visit MyPillow.com. This is a crazy time to be alive. Well, just in our lifetime, it used to be where you'd hear your grandparents talk about how cheap gas was and stuff. And it was 75 years before, 50 years you yeah. know, before. And so we've seen a lot of changes since Biden took office. $700 more a month. Than what you needed in January of 21 when he took office. You might hear these kind of things and think, oh, that's overwhelming. I can't control the government. I can't control what they're doing. I can't control the spending. But we can take care of ourselves. You want to make sure that you're buying bullion from somebody that you can trust and someone that does not charge you a commission when you go to sell. If there's going to be a commission, have it on the front end, not the back end when it skyrockets. And now you're like, oh my gosh, look at this big, huge commission I got to pay because it's on the back end before I sell it. You can buy an ounce of silver for $23. So this is something everybody can get into. And if silver goes to $50, if it goes to $75, if it goes to $100, all of those profits are yours. And that's happening while the dollar is buying less and less at the actual grocery store. So you can go to flyovergold.com, fill out your information. When you do that, someone from Dr. Kirk's team will get a hold of you to set up a free consultation. It doesn't cost you any money whatsoever. Or to do the same thing, you can just call 720-605-3900. 
For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com. <laughs>